welcome to In My Mark episode, get this, 650, halfway to 700. going to be a big exciting thing this week we are welcoming Bolivia back once again for the second time this year in my mug we are off to El Fuerte we have a Bourbon varietal that has been processed in an anaerobic washed way now Roland this word anaerobically washed um I don't know much about anaerobic processing can you enlighten me and our lovely people at home please what does anaerobic mean anaerobic means without oxygen it is a kind of fib. Nothing's really totally without oxygen, but it means we're going to try and encourage the fermentation to happen without much oxygen being present. Normally, you'd have more oxygen present, and that's going to encourage uh, yeast to increase. And if you haven't got oxygen present, or it's a low amount of oxygen, you're going to discourage those yeast from being able to reproduce. And instead, you're going to have lactic acid bacteria and those kind of things being a more dominant factor in your fermentation. So maybe unsurprising, El Fuerte is located in the south of the country, uh, which is a Santa Cruz area, which is wine-producing region. Not a traditional coffee-producing region? No, not a traditional coffee-producing region, but one that the Rodriguez family really took a, a bit of a gamble with, and it's paid off. They've also learned a lot. I mean, they're super engaged with the wine industry and interested in the wine industry. And they've worked a lot with agronomists and people who are involved in the wine industry, among others, to learn about what more you can do with coffee to try and develop different flavor profiles. And what we're tasting here, these anaerobic, is kind of, I think, the start of, I want to say, the start of a, a new experiment from them that's kind of got up to scale. They've been trying this for a little while, but this is the first time we've really seen a kind of good number of the coffees started to be done this way. It's really the same kind of process that's led them to do the cocoa naturals that we've really enjoyed the last few years. For those of you who've been around with us for longer, maybe like seven or eight years ago, we didn't really have any natural coffees from Bolivia. So it was really new for them to try and do that, and they had to build a lot of structures to achieve that. And they've kind of had to do the same thing here. So rather than going in with this a traditional washed coffee, what they're doing is they're taking those cherries at the beginning, they're sticking them in a really big vat, covering them with water, and sealing it up. You put a little breathing tube in it so any gases that are produced can escape, but you stop oxygen getting in. That gives you an anaerobic phase. Now, if you do that and it gets really hot, just like if you're doing yogurts or wines or other kind of fermentations that you might do, you can get some really weird flavours. Like all the things you make at home, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is, is an area of enthusiasm for me. But those really weird flavours don't always play very nicely in coffee. So they've got to deal with that. And the way they do it is they cool them down. So they reduce the temperature. And you have to balance your cooler temperatures against how long you ferment for. Again, another one you might remember from way back, Guatemala. We had some coffee from La Soledad who were doing some similar kind of processes where they were controlling temperature and fermentation. And when they drop that temperature really low, they could extend it into like four or five days worth of fermentation where they could only really do it a couple of days if it was a hotter temperature. So Bolivia are very much experimenting with similar kinds of things. Anaerobic is really a buzzword at the moment in the industry. You might have tried the Laladera the, mm-hmm. uh, from Shumavar in Costa Rica, which we've had as an H3, which is anaerobic processed. 
And there, I think you could taste that processing. There was like a sort of cinnamony, sweet spice edge. We're going to taste this one in a minute and we'll look out for it. But I don't think you're going to find that this time. What they're doing here with Bolivian anaerobic version is a little bit different to what they were doing in Costa Rica with their anaerobics. And actually, every farm doing the anaerobics is often doing it very slightly differently. And we're going to see some slightly different flavor profiles because of that. Without further ado, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, I think we're going to have some espresso this week. And what better person is there in the world, really, to brew you an espresso than Dale Harris? And we are back. We have delicious coffee with major, major thanks to Mr. Dale Harris. Um, he has some very interesting brewing information for us. He dosed this at 18.9 grams, brewing 38 grams of espresso in about 34 seconds. For those of you at home who want to try, that's what we are drinking in our cups right now. I really like the sweetness. I'm, we talked about this last time with the Bolivian coffees. They've got a real kind of depth and sweetness to them. And that's been, for me, it's definitely here again. Mm. There's kind of like, I kind of want to jump towards milk chocolate, but actually there's, there's like that fruity element to it. And it's, it actually reminds me more of like malts and like malt loaf in that sweetness. It's a really odd one, um, but yeah, it's got that kind of brown, malty, dried fruit kind of sweetness to it. I think it's, it's a flavor we found in Bolivian coffees in the past, it's one I've already always enjoyed. Um, for those of you from a while ago, it was, I believe, David Vilka's cousin, Juan Juanca. Fantastic coffee that was. Loved like the malty stuff mm. to that. And again, we're finding malt in a delicious Bolivian yeah. coffee. But there's also kind of a, a fruit element to it. And this is one that we had in the Burundi Natural a few weeks ago that I had said at that time, I hardly ever get it and I really like it. And that's pear. And it's back again. Pear back again. Keeping yourself happy, finding coffees you like with pairing. Who'd have thought it? Um, yeah. Now, this really does, I, I just talked about it before, about the, uh, the Solidads that we had. And this reminds me a lot of the, the different fermentations that we had from there, in the sense that this is very clean, mm -hmm. and it's a little bit kind of crisper and more delicate than a lot of Bolivian coffees that I'd expect. It's still got very noticeably that sweetness and depth. But it's got that kind of crisp cleanness Definitely. that I associate with that kind of slower, longer fermentation at a slightly lower temperature. That's, that's worked really nicely here. Very, very nicely. Very, very delicious espresso. This is my second espresso probably of the whole year. How many espressos have you had at home? Any? None? Many? Let us know in the comments. The most wins no prize. So on that exciting note, thank yeah. you, Mr. Glue. Uh, episode 750 over 750 650 we'll see you in 50 more of episode 700